You got motion if you on the bed. You got motion if you're on my Yo, what's going on, Motion Movers? Y'all know what it do and what it don't. Back here with another episode of Millennials in Motion, where we give that real, relatable, and entertaining spill on adulthood from the black millennial perspective, y'all. It's y'all boy Ryan here, coming from the only place where we jick and jive on I-95 and play that fast music, 954 Broward County, Florida. I'm going to let my co-hosts introduce themselves. We're going to get right into it. What's going on, y'all? Y'all already know who it is. It's your boy Molly Mall from the 305, a.k.a. Mr. Brandon Campus Alive, the hottest personality on 90.5, the flavor. And yeah. What up, y'all? It's your girl, Camille. We're back for another episode. Really good episode. Episode right after homecoming. Okay, okay. Hey, y'all. It's Nyla. Um, I'm happy to be back. For sure. Hey, y'all. It's Haji. I'm from that 407. You know when you meet me, you in heaven. And I'm so happy to be here with you all. Is that a new one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I make them up as I go because they be trying to, you know, yes, upstage me, but it would never work. Y'all had over a year. I don't want to yeah, hear shut that. Shut up! <laughs> go ahead, Bree. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Brianna J. We back in the studio today, and it's post-homecoming, so bear with us. <laughs> no, for real. Brianna got the bars. <laughs> so we have two lovely guests with us, uh, Nevaeh and Chris. Y'all can go ahead and introduce y'all real quick before we get to the icebreaker. Uh, I'm Nevaeh from Washington, D.C. Chris. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> What's up? Um, greetings, y'all. I'm Christopher Matthews, uh, fourth year. Should I get a whole family greeting? Yeah. It, it's up to you. It don't matter. We don't hurt both. It's all good. <laughs> hey, my name is Christopher Matthews. Um, yeah, I'm from West Palm Beach, 561. For real? She's from West Palm Beach, too. So Palm Beach, excuse me. But um, go ahead, Nyla. Go ahead. Bring in that icebreaker, man. Okay, so as an icebreaker, I want, since um, homecoming is over, I want to know how, like, what everyone rates their homecoming experience and if you guys had a good time or not. Can I go first? I would like to say that my homecoming, out of 10, I would rate it a 6.5. And this is why. So, first of all, it started, for real, on, like, Friday, Thursday night, for real. Just because, and I'm used to homecoming being from Sunday to Sunday, jam-packed, 20 mm-hmm. minutes of sleep a day, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was sleeping, I was going to class, it just, you know, I didn't really start doing stuff until Friday. And then when I started actually doing stuff club scene and the party scene wasn't really lit for real. I feel like people were just going places to say they went. Nobody was really dancing. Um, the DJ was only good at one event that I went to. Now, which event? Which one? Ride 49. And mm. then I had free, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, who don't talk about it. So, um, And then what else? Oh yeah, the actual, uh, like not all of the alumni, um, J School alumni came through, but the other alumni and just the vendors and stuff, some of them were kind of mean and obnoxious. <laughs> and then the food. I heard the food wasn't great. The drinks was good. Like, all the pouches, the drinks, all of that type of stuff, all the bevs, those were good. Lemonade was good. But the food, it was just like, it, it was either wasn't. mediocre or it was bad. I read mine five. Dang. Wow. But only because I work for family events. So, like, like she said, I'm used to Sunday to Sunday, but I only really went out Friday, Saturday. Um... Friday, I went to Power Outage. No, Tuesday, I went to Taco Mora. Shout out oh, to DJ I love TV. Taco His Mora. music always okay, good. Okay. Uh, Friday, I went to Power Outage. Saturday, I worked the game. Mm-hmm. Only good thing about that was, like, getting money from people who ain't buying tickets. <laughs> that wanted to pay to get in the game. How and, much um, money you made? Don't say it. Don't say it on air. Don't say it on air. Don't say it on air. And then Sunday, Sunday I went to church and we had Leandria Johnson. Yes. Oh, I thought I was. Oh, you went to the week before. I mean, after. Oh, dang. That's the week I didn't go either, man. But yeah, um, for it to be like my last undergrad homecoming, it didn't top the rest of homecomings. Sophomore year homecoming was one for the books. Yeah. Well, I'll go ahead and not say mine's was a 10 out of 10. I honestly like this year better than sophomore year, for real, for real. Um, shoot, I went out to almost every party for the most part. I didn't go out Monday and Tuesday. Tuesday, me and some friends, we had our own Taco Tuesday because we didn't feel like going to Cancun, spending money and being in a hot, you know, Sorry. restaurant. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but Wednesday, I went, I went to Chilmatic. Thursday... Thursday was power outage. I don't remember. Thursday, I don't remember what I went to. I went to some. Friday was power outage. Mm-hmm. Saturday was Bourbon Street, yep. and then Sunday was brunch at Pots. Man, 
I don't know. Some of the events, I ain't expect to have as much fun as I did, but I had a great time, man. That's all I'm going to leave it at. Oh, and the football game, too. The football game, I ain't going to lie, next year, I'm definitely going to tailgate more because yeah, the game itself, the, the, the game itself, it was like, uh, like, I don't know. The family section just don't, the student section don't be lit like that, for real, no, though. because it used DJ to be good. Wasn't he wasn't. That's a very hey, good but point. But I'm going to tell you, no, I got to tell you because I was with the DJ and I can understand. Okay, boom, right? It's the, it's, I got to take the DJ. So I'm not going to let y'all do loose kid boom. like this. I'm, I'm saying, not going to let you. You going to talk about the ads? going to do loose kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, I'm not going to let, but no, it was the ads because, okay, in the beginning of the game, it's, so, it's a script that goes along with the game. So it tells you, like, what ads you're going to play. And what y'all don't know is that loose kid in the band and the, and the ads, they kind of, like, take turns. Yeah, 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 yeah. Media timeout. So they, the ads, kept taking loose kids spot because they were trying to catch up from yeah. the beginning of the game. I literally game. seen him put the camera on his face and he looked irritated. Yeah, he was, yeah, he, I ain't gonna lie. He he wasn't able to play. <gasps> Sexy Red didn't come on to the fourth quarter. Oh yeah, I was gone That's by That's how then. you know, like, Sexy Red didn't come on to the fourth quarter, bro. Like, I was like, dang. And he was like, yeah, this will be happening. Yeah. And I was like, Cause that was the worst Yeah. That's the thing though, like, when you not behind the scenes, and you just a consumer at, at the events. Like, a lot of things, like, you'd be like, why they did it like this? Or yeah. why is they running the like lady, this? But you don't really be knowing, like, sometimes. I think she's a cheerleading coach. Rhea? I think so. Like, she had the mic. She was like, media break, break. Like, she was like, no, no, this, Now, nah, she's not a cheerleading coach. She's something with the athletics. With the family she, athletics? Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. She's, she's over that type of stuff. That's who I was communicating with, too. But it was just, like, the mix-up from the beginning of the game. Like, nobody had mics, so nobody really yeah. knew what to do. So it was like, we was plan trying to play catch-up. You got to think about it. This game going on TV. People pay for these ads. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you feel me? Yeah. So it's like, yo, they, they had to get that in. But it was crazy because, like, this game was not lit how it's supposed to be like that it was At deep all. but i feel like it has a lot to do with the student body too just because as a school and i i'm gonna say this i'm gonna just say this and i'm gonna be done i feel like ever since we became number one the school energy has not been as good and it's like you can't keep accepting only 4.0 students y'all know that's true when you gotta yeah, and yeah, i hate, i don't want to be the one to say it but the yeah, students who yeah. don't have the 4.0s be the best students they be that's the, real they I'm not bring gonna the lie, campus they real. bring the energy they up the so it's like yeah. we got a whole bunch and, I, and being a nerd is fine you know what I'm saying? No, we gotta but we got a whole bunch of, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? TikTok you got to have kids. a diverse, you got to have it's diversity. It's like over a 3.0. Three, yeah, you got to have a diversity. And you I don't feel like. TikTok kids. Yeah. And also, they didn't even let, I didn't even get a, like, student ticket. I was tailgating anyways, but I didn't even get a ticket because they so money hungry that they sold all of, basically over our, half. Our tickets. They sold over half of the student body's tickets mm -hmm. for homecoming. And I that's, didn't get to either. It's like, if I'm a tuition paying student, why don't I have a ticket? Yeah. I feel you on that one. That don't make no sense. So, yeah, y'all y'all probably going to see an article. So. Um, My homecoming, uh, I'll give it a four out of ten. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> it just was not like, it wasn't going my way. Like, it, it was just bad unfortunate event after another one like i got told like twice and then Dang. after that i was like I'm that's 100 some each I'm, like, <laughs> I'm not going out no more and then when i was working the um the concert so i worked the comedy show the concert and the step show uh shout out to the deltas uh they won i made the mix i just wanted to put that out there <laughs> so i feel like i wanted to but um <laughs> honorary <laughs> but um for the the concert the artists were not punctual they were late everybody was waiting Ooh. they had uh, the student body waiting for three hours and then when the, the artists did get there they didn't want to speak they didn't really want to do interviews at no, all so did. the radio station didn't get any content um That's nice, they rushed yeah. the picture like they got like a few pic like it was just very like they know, but I do. But, but to be honest, I blame. SGA. I blame SGA. I, I do. I blame SGA because it's just very unprofessional. Because like they were booked, but they 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 wasn't booked. Like they be booked, but they don't really be booked. Like, what so you what mean? you mean? Yeah, elaborate. Like, like they be booked, but it they just don't be, be like booked. okay. So if you're gonna book somebody, they have to know prior. Like okay, this day I'm coming here for this event at and this it time. Ha at this time, and everything has to be structured. Tusi had to cancel one of his tour dates um, last second, 
and he got on Instagram was like, I'm sorry, y'all, for everybody that bought a ticket to see me at such and such um, in Kentucky or wherever it was, I believe. He was like, I won't be able to make it. Um, I just got word that I'm supposed to be at FAMU's homecoming. So that's he crazy. had, and then that's why when that's when he came, it, it is. And then when he came, like his energy was just down backstage. Like he didn't, he had his AirPods in. He didn't smile. He didn't like. He was just like. Well, y'all need to turn to one because that carpe diem. No, carpe diem was Offset put on the show, baby. Offset was I'm mad I didn't buy a ticket for carpe diem. No, and you know, you know, they gave us free tickets the day before anyway. No, the tickets was free. Y'all should have. Y'all should have said something. Because I would have gave y'all that code. J School got free tickets. Bro, D'Anthony told me that, but I just thought it was for y'all, bro. They just give you a promo code. Bro, yeah. dang. I'll be done next year, though. <laughs> we did get to interview the CEO of Day Snatcher, so he also was giving out free tickets to... Who, CJ? Or the other his one? name. I don't Not know. CJ. Um, but, yeah, like, it was just very... Like, this homecoming, for me, it was underwhelming. I didn't go to the game. I didn't go to... I just wasn't feeling it. And I had stuff. I had, like, assignments and stuff, so... But... It was a full moon one of them days, too, so... Um, my homecoming experience, I'll say more on the more positive side, say it was like a 7.5, 8 Ooh. maybe, because I didn't, well, on Monday I went to the Housing Step Show, I think that was really good. <laughs> um, Tuesday, Tuesday, we went to that bonfire party. How was that? It that was, was very random. I that, <laughs> it was lame. You didn't like it? Uh, no. It was true. Oh, maybe because Smooth. I couldn't see, but yeah, it was fun. Um. And then Wednesday, Trap R&B. Trap R&B, although I had to wait in line. Flight, that's what it was. It was good. You know you went to flight, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then you know you went to flight. Right. My homegirl got us a section because she knew one of the party promoters, so we got to skip the line. I so that was cool, section. too. Thursday, Raw 49. Raw 49 was fun. Oh, yeah, Brie, that was too good. Mm-hmm. Friday, Power Outage was fun. <laughs> Saturday, Nudie, it started to decline because Nudie wasn't that fun. And he came out and performed two songs, I kid you not. I heard about it. At 150. Yep. He only performed two songs? Oh, that was yes. what happened. Wow. I told y'all that. So it was kind of ill night, but uh, whatever. I heard the DJ was pretty. Uh, and he was horrible because he had free oh, plans. And then Saturday. No, that was Saturday. Sunday, I didn't go out because I was so tired. But I actually regret that because I wish I would have went to Homecoming Horror Nights because I heard it was fun. Mm. And yeah. I, I bought a costume and everything, and I just didn't wear it because I was like, I couldn't do it. And I was going to go to Spooky Brunch, but I couldn't. How do y'all feel about all these parties still happening until, like, Tuesday? I don't like I'm it. fine <laughs> with it. Because I'm just like, can we please? Like, yeah, I'm can done. we rest? <laughs> can we rest, please? My Homecoming was straight. I'll rank it, like, a 7 out of 10 for real. Uh, I mean, I went to, like, a couple of new events. You feel me? I went to Bourbon Street for the first time. That bit mm-hmm. was jumping. That bit was jumping. Yeah, I wish I would have went to Bourbon Street instead of. I didn't enjoy it. For you didn't enjoy Bourbon Street? It was like not enough people dancing. It was too many people moving around. Like, I hate I hate parties like that where you can't dance for five seconds because people are always bumping into you. Like it was constantly yeah. like constant movement. Yeah, I feel like I would have been a little nervous going to Bourbon Street because on Thursday Raw 49 did get shot up. Yeah, I wasn't I there. I was thinking about that yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. it did. That was vibes, that, though. seeing the pictures of um, Bourbon Street. It was packed. Like even the outside yeah. of the tent. But was Bourbon was secured outside, better. Bourbon yeah. was secured really well. It was secured. And it outside, was good vibes. Though, outside you can move. It was like space outside. Yeah, it was you good vibes. Me? But as far as the, well, the DJ was not good. So there's that. DJ was kind of yeah. It was bad. Yeah, I don't know. I had I a good time regardless, man. I feel like with one of those things where people not dancing, they not really socializing, you just gotta make that experience for yourself. No, Shoot. but the music was bad though. I would say like I feel like people like weren't really that like up at Bourbon because the bar, like they was waxing yeah. and like you know, you gotta get oh, lit yeah. to be lit. There was two yeah, bars, but both both the way setup was too was like there was really no structure to the bar either especially because like if you're young and you don't know how to really work a bar you're not going to understand how to and just get like, in there and get it it was makeshift so it wasn't like they had like bottles of like yeah. ju- like juice they had like minute maid and lemonade yeah. like they had they had to pour it and they was yeah. waxing for that so now like, i will say now the bartenders at rock 49 that was a whole different yeah. that bar was it but the, I ordered a double at Bourbon and that didn't do nothing. So, and I'm not, even, I don't even drink. So, just to give y'all an idea. <laughs> okay, my turn. Okay, so I would rate my homecoming. I'm gonna give it a good seven and a half out of ten. Mm-hmm. I did. I had a time. Like, um, <laughs> I went out um, from Tuesday to 
Monday because I'm going out tonight. Perp. Um, actually, that's not true. I didn't go out yesterday. Well, night because I went to brunch. But, I was gonna um, say I thought I seen you at yeah. brunch. Yeah. I think <laughs> Dang, Ryan. <laughs> I mean, what if she was trying to, you know? My bad. I'm just, I, I, I was confused. My bad. But yeah, um, I went to Cancun's. Um, I was having a good time at Cancun's, but my friend she wasn't, so she wanted to go to the um bonfire. We ended up going there, and I was mad. Like, that was not talking about nothing. It was yes, it was deep. It was a lot of people, but it wasn't talking about nothing. Yeah. I feel like that type of sitting, I think it was a lot of freshmen there probably. That's what too. It, was it was definitely a lot of freshmen. I didn't know a single person there other than the people I came At the what? The the at the bonfire. Oh yeah, I saw Jamal there. Oh, I did. You did? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I see him with his friend. Um, anyways, um, Wednesday, what was Wednesday? Oh, Trap R&B. I had a nice time at Trap R&B. Yeah, um, that was I had, I had, um, what's that restaurant? Hobbit? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had Hobbit. It was busting. And then, my favorite night, honestly, was um, Power Outage. Mm. Like, that was a fun party. I, had, I ain't gonna I lie. really had a good she was gonna time. Do the thing with that one. I had a good time. The, the juice DJ was, was nasty. Good. The juice was really, really nasty, but I still had me. Like, y'all should have went to that cute tailgate, honey. No, that I thing heard. right there was no. so fun. The vibes were great. I don't know if y'all heard, but the Qs had a party on... Thursday. What day? Thursday? Thursday? The social? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's that social, yeah. I heard, that too, yeah. Good. I should have went to that. The only thing, like, I'm kind of upset about is, like, having to dance at the game, I can't go to um, tailgates or anything, so. Because I have to be there so early, so I'm mm. literally just Dang. in Al Lawson just waiting, like, for the Rattler walk. Yeah, and then, then you'd be tired after. So it's like, I can't even go to the, and then after the game, I was going out, so I couldn't even go to Perry Street. Yeah. Like, Saturday, yeah. I really didn't have a good, I didn't have a good day on Saturday. Except for Bourbon Street. Like, that was, Bourbon Street was good, but, yeah. Dang. During the you day. You got to tailgate, like, next year then. Yeah. Or whenever you grad, when, whenever I'm not dancing. Yeah. The tailgate is, is tea. Yeah. But, yeah. Brunch, though. Brunch, I really give that a 10 out of 10. Because I went to two different places. I went to It Smackin' and I went to Pots. And I yeah. had a good time at both of them. It's Somebody spilled a drink in my car. Not but. Oh, Lord. Nah, It Smackin' was tea. Because y'all know. If you know, you know. I was by there, but I wasn't at I it. I heard smacking. it wasn't good. It was crazy. It was good. It was crazy. The music was good, too. But, yeah, we're going to get into the next topic. Uh, Nevea, I'm going to let you go ahead. Since this is your topic, go ahead. Okay. Um. So the topic came from a TikTok, and the girl was talking about how they blame our generation for being trashy. And then the lady was talking about how sometimes it's our parents' generation fault, so millennials' fault that Gen Z act the way they act and I just wanted to talk about that topic so for me I want to say like not to excuse our generation but we get a lot of slack for being trashy when really the way that we act is a result of one most of our generation raised themselves because they don't have real mothers two they talk about the teen pregnancy rate of us being high but a lot of our parents are still in their 40s and 30s because they had us at like 18, 20, but they don't take mm. their own blame for that. Mm. And then also um, how a lot of them raised themselves, so they raised us out of the fact, like out of anger because they didn't have mm. a mother themselves. So I guess the topic is like, do you think that the generation before our parents are to blame for what's trickling down? Or do you think that we should take more of the responsibility for ourselves and like how we act on social media and all that stuff? We gotta take responsibility at some point. Yeah. Because well, it go way deeper than just our parents' generation, way, way deeper. But it's mm-hmm. like. But I will t- say, um, since I work with like kids, kids are literally imitators like sponges sponges they absorb what they see so us as the generation that's coming up now i feel like we were over sexualized as kids like we were exposed to a lot because of like the fact that the internet came out yeah it was a lot uh faster like things were everything was just so open and exposing like we were just exposed to a lot of information at a very young age so it was just like now they're seeing it like, oh, you feel me? This generation is quote unquote trashy, but we're literally just they put in our face yeah, and then blamed yeah, exactly. us for it. It was like, like that's what we were receiving when we were coming up. Like that's that's all that 
you know what's going on like y'all ever think about the amount of songs you listen to as a kid and you play it back now and be like what this Dang, my mama let me about? listen to yeah, this like this is what <laughs> i was singing in the car but that was good though because they hit it now it's not hidden like the kids that's mm-hmm. growing up now it's not hidden at all they mm-hmm. know exactly what it means that's true well i think that um and i was talking about this with I don't remember who I was talking about it with, but I was talking about it like yesterday with one of my homegirls. And um, yes, I would say we are to blame um, just our age group, but I think it's in a different way as far as social media. I think what it is is there's no more children or teen content being made anymore. Mm. Like back in the day, I can yes, we still yeah. had my yeah. neck. Yeah. We still had right my down. neck, my back. We still had the baddest B by Trina. Like <laughs> we still had that, but we also had OMG girls. We had yeah. Miles behavior. behavior. We had yeah. we All had different Justin Disney Bieber. stars. Like, we had even going back to like cartoons and stuff like that. Like yeah, you know, really like right. like yeah. we had Family Guy and stuff, but we also had. Yeah. Jimmy Neutron, like, yeah, which is also oh, like is. even the stuff that was on Adult Swim, like our parents would censor us from it, but even that wasn't nothing where you really, really had to cover your children's eyes. And so nowadays we come into an age where people not even shopping at like there's no justice anymore. There's nowhere for teens yeah. or young girls no and boys to no toys are us. No toys are us. There's nothing for kids. it's not even no it's no build a bear. Like they're not playing with toys anymore. There's no there's no um what is it? There's no junior section in the in the stores anymore. You either wearing baby clothes or you wearing grown woman clothes that just fit kids. So 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 to your point though they would say our generation is trashy. We aren't the ones putting that stuff right. out. Yeah. We're not in the bit. Right. So I you agree. said like we should take the blame. I think we should take accountability in. for how we would change it. Uh, yeah, that's but what I'm saying. But we're not to blame for it. I could say we. I, I would say yeah. we definitely have a part to play as far as changing it, and, and that comes from getting jobs. You know, like media jobs and things like that. Writing cartoons, writing new books, writing stuff, selling new clothes, more designers and stuff like that. Is it to take the blame? I really don't think I have anything to do with that. My opinions on the situation would be like y'all said it's up to us to change it because growing up as a kid I was exposed to everything like not gonna lie my mama was doing it all my daddy was doing it all and I was seeing it all and because I was the oldest child I was having to take care of my brother and sister at some points in my life Mm -hmm. so and I don't think that I'm trashy at all I'm the most what's the word not trashy (laughs) (laughs) if you ask somebody they're not gonna be oh Bree's not sexy red Complete you're opposite. not and i just think if i I'm can joking. do it then our generation should do it and i don't think that you should be able to use that as an excuse to why you act like this because mm. i was a product of the hood of, the, of all that yeah so i don't use that, that as country an excuse. hood <laughs> no literally like in the tra- it was it got bad so i don't use that as an excuse to be ratchet though okay so do you think the older generation are okay like okay so you said excuses and like you was exposed to it because of your parents. So like, do you think that they're calling us trashy to excuse their own actions for throwing it on us instead of like taking the blame? Cause to say we trashy and we learning it from y'all but not taking the only accountability for yourself is like what they want I mean, to I do feel- with that. Oh, well, go ahead. She was asking you, Brie. Go ahead. Can you ask the question one more time? Like, okay, so I'm gonna just word it like this, but like, I know them your parents. So I'm saying like, do you think that so say if your parents were one of them people who would be like, oh, like, this generation is trash, but you know you learned it from them. So I'm saying, do you think your parents' generation is using, like, saying that we're trashy to not take accountability for their own actions and act like we did it to ourselves? Um, I, I can agree with that. I can say that they are, they're not taking accountability, that they were the founders of this behavior. But I also think that we should be acting like this in the first place just because of that. Can I say something That else? makes sense. Um, so another thing I want to point out too, which I feel like I be pointing this out every week, but um, another thing I want to point out too is propaganda and like the part that it has to play, like I guess just in our society, right? So um, most of the time, like you hear the Gen Z wars in other races and other communities too, but with us, it's only when it has something to do with sex and drugs. And I think a big part of that is because like, the industry wants to push that black people act a certain way. Mm-hmm. So we see that on like, okay, 106 in Park, we see a guy fully clothed, but a girl don't got no clothes on, but like they all around a nice car. Like mm-hmm. being in Florida or not being exposed to anything else, you think that's how they really living for real in every hood, but they're not really living like that. Mm-hmm. We just think that because what we're seeing on TV 
And so I hate to be the one to blame the government or blame the powers that be instead of blaming the community. But I think we can blame them too, just because they're the ones who want to push that media narrative. Like Sexy Red, Glorilla, like all of those artists, they still have somebody that they answer to. When you see somebody like Cardi B, who don't even allow her own kid to listen to the music that she makes, it causes you to ask, okay, well, why not? Obviously, you don't believe what you're putting out. I want to put my little input on put my input on this. I just think, honestly, the agenda is to emasculate the black man and to continue to sexualize the black woman. And that's why we see, like Jamal was saying, sexualization of our generation and everything. On that point, um, I do agree with what Nivea said. There is a blame and accountability aspect to it. Um, our generation does have to take accountability for what we do and what we perpetuate. Um, the traumas that we choose to pass on to our, ne to our next generation because everything's in our hands, you know. And just to be honest with you, to be frank with you, we're not doing the best we possibly can be to, you know, further our community, further ourselves. Well, we, I we would be the next adults. Yeah. When you really think about that. Like, I ain't ready. Literally. That kind of swings into um, your topic. Well, my topic yeah, is, exactly. Just, yeah, go ahead and bring it up. So, yeah, going back into that, um, what do you think our community is doing wrong and how can we do things better? Just to give a little preface, I want to uh, talk about my nonprofit real quick. Like, I have a nonprofit called Helping Black Communities Not Incorporated, and um, our goal is, our vision is, one day black communities will be economically sustainable and politically engaged safe havens driven off the unity and cooperation of the youth. And that just goes into, you know, what we're doing right now. Round of applause, boy. Appreciate you, appreciate you. Ooh, wow. <laughs> Hey, that's all right. No cap. <laughs> but, but yeah, that just goes into our conversation and everything. I just believe it's on us to, you know, uplift our communities, uplift our situations and um, better our black spaces, whether it be uh, here at FAMU or at large in the, um, Tallahassee or Florida or you know, the United States. What does your nonprofit do? Like I said, our, our vision is, you know, economic sustainability and political engagement. So our first event was in August. We had a town hall event with the mayor of Tallahassee. Mm -hmm. Uh, just questioning him about what's going on in Tallahassee, gun violence, because around that time we had a couple shootings on campus. Mm -hmm. um, the hurricane was around that time, so we asked, you know, where can we um, go for like hurricane aid and, you know, shelter and everything like that. So, you know, actually, you know, questioning, you know, politicians from a nonpartisan mm -hmm. standpoint mm -hmm. rather than a Democratic, Republican standpoint. Right, yeah, right. Because uh, we know at the end of the day, our goal is to advance black communities, bro. Like, mm -hmm. everything we're doing right now is to advance ourselves. You know, because at the end of the day, um, nobody's coming to save us. And we're, it's on us to, you know, build our, you know, community and build our, you know. What is your next event coming up, like, just to promote that? Well, we are going to have a little collaboration event with BBLB. Um, we're going to have, like, a voter registration little card event. Mm. When is that going to be? <laughs> we, have, we haven't got a date yet, but we're going to, like, probably end of November time. Yeah, it'll have to be soon. Cause, uh, yeah, and um, we're going to have an interest meeting. Well. We have meetings already, but we're going to have like our first public meeting so we can invite people to it so people can hear what we're like saying, what we're doing. That's going to be November 8th, uh, Wednesday, November 8th. My birthday, November 8th. Y'all make sure Shout out to his birthday, no cap, no cap. Jamal's birthday. Yeah. But yeah. Why are you saying like I that? Think oh. I think I'm busy that day. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, we're just doing our thing. Like I said, this is our second year of operations. We're not a family organization at all. We're a nonprofit. Okay. So to answer your question, honestly, um, in regards to just, I feel like the black community, they don't question enough as a whole. Like, I mean, it's a lot that goes on. You have those people who's particular to go out their way to really understand like the way society flows um, and just the really the sociology, dang, the sociology aspect of just like how our community and just how society is operated but i feel like the majority of us we're just complacent with like hey this is the way things is this is just how it's gonna be how exactly. things are set up yep. instead of really really sitting and asking those questions that people don't really bring up and really think being okay this is where we're at why are we here how do we move forward what is the solution to this problem because a lot of us don't even understand the problems or the prop yeah. the, pro the entire problem of what's going on in our community so i'll say that's the first That's step. That's the for biggest sure. thing. I feel it's, like mm, black people don't like think there's any hope. Like, That's they, what like it they is, don't yeah. see. Like, mm -hmm. they just be like, oh, I guess this is how well, it some, is. Like, sometimes too, um, in the black community, especially if we're talking about like low income 
earners or whatever. We don't even be having the energy to I'm think about say, tomorrow. It's more like a survival mode rather than a, um, you know, I'm living, I'm thinking for the future because being able to plan for the future is a luxury. They don't say, they don't market it as a luxury, but it's a luxury at the end of the day. And a lot of us are, you know, a paycheck away from that. So, you know, you got to come home from where you got to help your kids with whatever. Then you got to, you may have to cook. Then you got to go back to work again. Some people work in two jobs. You know what I'm saying? Um, and don't have that peace of mind to be able to even do anything. And then on top of that, uh, specifically when it comes to like the political involvement in our community too, I would say two things about that. One, getting to the polls is very hard for people because you know scheduling and things like that and having to work so hard and being tired all the time. And then another thing, I think, yeah. And then the older generation, they feel like they feel like democratic equals pro-black, so they're not open to actually supporting black people who may not represent the Democratic Party, which, like I said, I'm not Republican myself, but I will say that to advance as a society, we need black people everywhere on the ballot. Not yeah, just yeah. not just on the blue side. Nonpartisan approach. But okay, let me let me ask this too a little bit, like, because politics go really deep. So I know there's some issues to where within politics, is either you pick the area that's gonna support you or that's gonna support the black community in this case. And then there's another aspect where it's like, okay, what's gonna get you the most votes? You feel me? So yeah. it's like, sometimes they're in a predicament to where it's like, okay, if I really just stick by my people, I don't know if I'm gonna have the true power to be able to initiate what I have planned. And then the based off of what I wanna do, all my different sponsors and people who supporting my campaign financially or, or in just whatever aspect, how 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 do I do that the way I could you know a, a company for both sides really? Yeah. But see, this is where political action committees come in. You guys know what this is? Uh, yeah. Political action committees is basically what runs politics. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like uh, when they say lobbyists run government, basically political action committees are organizations dedicated to funding politicians or funding legislations or like funding ads for legislation mm -hmm. so basically through these political action committees that's that's who's putting the the the, the monies in the politician pocket so nra for example y'all know the nra the national yep, rifle no. association they got a, they got their hands on a lot of stuff they got they got a billion dollars no, 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 i do know this yeah, that's class a, is coming back to me it's like mixed with walmart and all type yeah, yeah the nra, NRA is like, is deep. Type, it's, yeah, it's a billion yeah. it's a billion dollar corporation yeah. crazy. so yeah yeah so that, that's just right one that's just one political action committee you have donald trump has his own political action committee like there's political action committees for every topic there's a couple black political action committees but we don't really know about it yet right. and we don't really promote it to the way like we need it like we need to mm -hmm. so like on your like what you were just saying how like well we have politicians who are going to be like unapologetically for us mm -hmm. and like for our a black agenda in a sense mm -hmm. it's going to come down to us funding the politicians ourselves independently through political mm -hmm. action committees but and people that, don't learn for themselves either like if one black person of power say this who we're going to go with then everybody else just agree and then like not saying like say okay say for example say if say if Donald Trump actually was like great for the community right yeah if there was a person who wanted to educate us on how he's great for the community nobody would want to listen just because like she said democratic people think democratic just means pro-black anything yeah. like that like they don't want to actually get the education they just want to go with the flow I'm and that's another problem with what the community could yeah. fix because like stuff like this like we would have to force them to listen to politics to where yeah. if we was talking about some of them other topics that we named like before we started people would be tuned in nice. so it's just like yeah. sometimes with with harsh topics you have to force people to listen and we ain't going nowhere with that either because they don't want to well and i think when it comes down to oh, listening yeah. people's attention is starting to dwindle because of the music that they're putting out and because of yep. all the yeah. different tiktoks and yeah. stuff and speaking of tiktok with the 2024 election coming up mm. i know there's a lot of women on the, that are running for the um, republican side and they've been making like tiktoks oh put a woman in the building but like they'll chop up what she's saying and then it sounds good it's but it's not the whole minimum. story yeah it's the yeah. bare minimum another thing too i would say is um when it comes to politics in our community i think um being for example i'm not political right i'm not into it for real for real like i'm i know what's going on but i'm not really i only vote because Same. like people die for me to do it and it's free so with that being <laughs> said <laughs> Um, we have to kind of sometimes you kind of have to remix it and get people to do things that are positive for the community that don't really involve politics. 
So, I mean, a breakfast program for the kids or being a crossing guard and things like that, encouraging us to get more involved in the community and especially being acquainted with whoever your mayor is in your um, in mm. your city. Like those are low level things that as a community we can do that will influence us on a ground level way more than only thinking about the president once every, you know, four years. So that's something too that we got to like encourage our communities to do. Just be more active where you already live at. And um, on that point, see, the only reason I know these stats is because uh, I don't know. I, I say I'm, I'm not too political. Don't don't get me wrong. Yo. I ain't a you feel me, person who be too deep into politics and everything. I, I see what I see. Um, I'm just fortunate enough to be like in the right spaces where I'm seeing it constantly. But um, I wanted to say with uh, FAMU's campus, we, only 200 or 300 students voted in the last election. Yeah, I saw that. Mm. You feel me? Compared to FSU. And then you got to offer food to get people to come vote. Like, Honestly, it's the though, I don't, think, it's the, I don't think. I don't think. But not only, I, what I was trying to say, though, I'm not even a person who's going to sit here and tell you to vote every election because if you're voting and you're not getting anything for it i understand why you don't want to vote mm -hmm. you feel me if they're not presenting you anything presenting anything to fix our communities or advance our communities i can understand why you don't vote but my thing is um when it comes down to voting power and voting in a group you feel me when we come to like what i'm trying to, basically what i'm trying to say if a mayor of tallahassee comes to campus and he sees only 300 people at famu vote Mm -hmm. He's gonna say, okay, why do I need to come here? Go here. I just go to FSU and make yeah. and, and double up my events over there. It's just gonna be three thousand, two thousand students voting over there. But another thing yeah. too but is you have to think about. I'm sorry, you got to think about the history of what politics looks like in our country as well. So with that being said, all you politicians out there, um, <laughs> it takes a lot more to gain trust in the black community because of what we've suffered at the hands of the government and at the hands of politics you know what i'm saying especially with the mayor that we have now i'm not gonna say his name but um he's pretty like around election season i remember like he was pretty active on our campus and everything like that and then the campaign was in, ended up being pretty dirty you know and so with that being said it's like okay we done met him he was all cool and we're like okay yeah we're definitely gonna vote for you because we don't know about the other candidates and then we find out what really be going on and it's like oh man like i kind of regret my decision and so well, i feel like about educating yourself. it is it about educating yourself but like that's what I'm trying at the to same say. time sometimes when it comes to politics and voting you be stuck between a rock and a hard place because nobody is really showing themselves bare especially we live in tallahassee everything is political here like yeah. you think you're a part it's of the capital yeah the like state. i joined a hiking group and thought that it was just you know for hiking a hiking group is crazy. and it just ended up being so like you could tell like the person that was in charge of it was trying to like butter us up for what they were trying to campaign for and this isn't even nothing that the campus is a part of this is just tallahassee community people and so with that, it's just really hard to build trust with the black community because you don't know what this person's going to do once they get your vote. And on just to wrap it up from my, like my perspective on things, again, honestly, vote for what? That's the point. You feel me? If you're not getting anything for your vote, if there's no tangibles coming back, yeah. if you're not seeing like... Like, even with the uh, mayor, like, I know you guys see me, like, do things with the mayor. That doesn't mean I'm totally supporting the mayor. You see what I'm saying? Right. I'm just here trying to, you know, give uh, us a voice to, you know, you know, talk about what's going on. Give us, like, you know, opportunity to question him, you know, and actually, like, poke the bear. You yeah. Feel me? Like, what, what's going on, you know? And um, I feel like we just need to continue to... Politics is not going to be a, the way out of this. That's <laughs> that's why I want to get you feel me through it. The politics is not the way out of this. It's going to take an economic approach, you know, more than anything. Mm -hmm. Then it's going to take a moral approach. Where we talked about how um, uh, how our generation is kind of, you know, I don't want to say, you know, what's going on in our generation, and everything. But it's a moral approach. But it's also going to be a political approach. It's a three, you know, headed monster that we have to conquer right now. So sure. let me ask this one question too as well before we move on. So you said from an econo uh, economic standpoint, how how do you think we should go about that? Being that like the black community itself is in uh, a way lower economic status than any other race. That's what they want group. us to think. Chad. We have to play into capitalism. I hate to say it, and I know you know people don't you know like capitalism and like you know people say socialism, you know all these other things and everything. Mm -hmm. But at this point in time, we're in America. We have to work together. The only way to advance ourselves in an economic way in America is to work together. 
and that's mm -hmm. working together. You know, businesses need to work together. Mm -hmm. We need more businesses. We need trades, so mm -hmm. you know we can um, open up the basic businesses for ourselves, so we can have plumbers, you know, um, electricians, you know, all those things, you know, so we can do ourselves. You know, so yeah, okay. Get in the door, then build up the house. Don't try to knock down a lake house. Mm, you gotta no go job. with the flow exactly. until you get to the top. Never. Not go with the flow, but get your. No, I get door. what you're saying though, because I was gonna say like if you, cause when you say that, it just sounds like to me like low key like you feeding into their game like oh y'all trying to get here with us or hire and you but you need us though you feel me so i don't know it's just like i i get that that's that's the game literally though but it's just like ownership time. what you mean that's what and the, the, the name of the game is ownership mm. everything you want to do everything you do you need to own it mm. you know and that's that's how we get out of this you feel me? we own our own independent schools Right. We own our own independent hospitals, our own independent banks, our own independent, you know, grocery stores. That's how you get out of this and, and actually like you establish our own everything. Yeah. Just like we had, we had, and it's not even this is not even far fetched. We had this before. Yeah. We had all this prior to the sixties. Yeah, I be joking saying like this is gonna sound so bad, but I be joking saying like, mm, what if segregation wasn't that bad? But like sometimes it's just like, dang, if we had our own I mean, stuff, we'll be so mm -hmm. far ahead. We wanted to. Honestly, yeah, that's a whole nother topic. I was say, I the mean, only thing that was bad about it that's was a whole that nother topic. we weren't able to. It wasn't equal. Like, we were separate, but equal will be straight. Yeah. Because there was a such thing as um, Black Wall Street that they burned down to the yeah. ground. Yeah. And that was like the most, um, the richest, I want to say it was in Alabama. I'm actually not sure. But no, it was. In, a, but the thing uh, with Black Wall Street is they rebuilt Black Wall Street after it burnt down. A lot of people don't know that. But kill Black Wall Street is when we like integrated, like what you just said again. Yeah. Like me? if we was actually separate, <laughs> we, but we equal, we'll together. be straight. It's the fact yeah. we wasn't equal that was the problem. But the craziest thing about it is, even when we were separate, but wasn't equal, we were still doing like way better, yeah. way better. So it's just. I don't think we're doing way better. Now. We, we weren't doing. That I much mean, better, but we, when you yeah. look at we're when you look at the, the I'm saying like I'm thinking on the standpoint as far as like school is concerned. So a lot of us didn't have, you know, new books. A lot of black students were forced to share books and stuff. But I mean, even that's what I'm saying. Like, with the, <laughs> like when you look at the hidden figures example, like we're uh, one black woman in a room full of like 50 white men mm -hmm. surpassing them. But she had to share a book with five other people when she was in school. So that when I say we were doing way better, that's what I meant by that. Cause like, yeah, we need the books because we deserve the books because we built the country. But imagine what it's gonna look like when we get the books. That's what I don't understand about white people. It's like how you don't want to be around black people, but you seen what they can do. They built a country with two hands and two feet. And the, and that right there, it's a matter of jealousy. It's a yeah, matter it's of like, hey, I'm yeah. not saying for everybody, you but stole but us you're you saying, couldn't do it. You literally did all of this to take away our power, our exactly. integrity, and everything, but yet you still see us thrive through the midst of it. And that makes them upset. Yeah, war on drugs, and then y'all yeah. make weed legal, so y'all But they, profit. But they also feel like we're going to retaliate. And I think at this point in the game, you know what I mean, it's 2023. Even though a lot of us do have that, um, I'm a mind my business, I just want what I want mindset, there are some black people who feel like revenge is the way to go. And so that fear of... Um, the black community one day rising up. And I think it was, it wasn't Frederick Douglass who said it. It's, it was, uh, it wasn't Ben Franklin either. Who was it? <laughs> uh, it, it was the, it was the white one who had the, who had the slaves and it came out that like, his decision, he Jefferson? Has, yes. He basically was like afraid. His, his like one of his last dying like statements was like, "Oh yeah, on his deathbed." Yeah, like he was own. afraid that like that black people would hey, rebel and like want to get revenge. Yeah. But that's their fault though. But, they, but the thing about it is, their solution, his solution to the problem, was to just never end slavery. And so when you think of a community that has a mindset like that, they're thinking of, okay, let's just put a bandaid on it. If we keep them down, they're not going to be able to do anything. When you could just leave us be. But you also have to think about, which is crazy too, but there's a there's a few brothers out there too, a few sisters out there who kind of was alongside with that too. And I feel like that kind of contributed to the issue as well too. What you mean? Like back in the day, well really I guess during the time of slavery or even before, I, I well not I feel, but it was the case to where there's people, there's black people in places of power who literally would. They like didn't help, want nobody to be up with them. Yes, they was, but I mean, they also would, they would trade 
uh, and enslave their own people yeah. to bring in more power and more money for themselves or people within those that's positions. True. And that's, that's another thing. <laughs> but even with that, though, <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. No, I'm, I'm but, saying. Traitors. But even with that, too, though, like when you really look at to, like the history of how that all happened, I mean, especially when you watch um, when you watch Roots, which is based off real history. So if y'all get a chance to watch that, watch that. But anyway, when they were selling our ancestors overseas for guns and ammo and money and stuff, our ancestors had no idea that that was the same slavery that they were talking about when they bought us. They were like, oh, okay, y'all gonna help, y'all gonna help plant a few crops or whatever, y'all, and then y'all gonna send them back and we'll be straight. Next thing you know, I, done ju- I just sent my cousin over there with these white men and they haven't come back. But how would they even expect that to work? The system was so because large. Slavery, because slavery, when you look at slavery like in the Bible and slavery in that time, it meant indentured servitude. So there was an agreement that they were going to be doing servitude, not chattel slavery where we're getting beat to death, getting our feet chopped off and all type of stuff like that. Like they, they had no idea that that's what the original plan was. And even when you look back, they went and got in the ship and tried to find the people. And was like, where did they go? Hey, um, on that same point, what Ryan was talking about with the traders and everything, um, I wanted to say, like, a lot of people don't know, Nat Turner and his revolt, it wasn't uh, white people who who caught him. It was a, a slave who mm. ratted out Nat Turner. Yeah. And, you know, Wait, ended what that. what Nat Turner did? Nat Girl. Turner led a slave revolt. No, yeah, okay. it was this too is, good. This is good. We have to educate. Well, not you know. too good, but, but you know. It's a it slave was, revolt, basically, and, um... It wasn't successful. He didn't kill a lot of people. I'm gonna be real with you. He probably only killed like 20 people. I mean, that's a lot of people, but she's, you know, but he only killed 20 people. In yeah, the but back then that was pretty big because, you know, yeah. media was, media spread word of mouth back then, Camille. So basically what happened was. No, I think I noticed. Yeah, like they would get, they would get together and like be overthrowing slave plantations and stuff. So you in Georgia and you hear he in South Carolina. And then and the, the thing is, though, after the Nat Turner Rebellion, that's when they decided that black people should never be illiterate. You said what? You keep I'm good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. After the Nat Turner Rebellion, that's when they decided black people um, would be banned from reading and writing, because Nat Turner was such a, a, a good uh, reader and um, so educated. Uh, mm-hmm. He, he um, read the Bible, you know, front to back, and was a preacher. You feel me? So he would preach to the slaves. That's how he like riled them up for the, re- you know, the, re- um, the rebellion and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. So. All I, all I said that to say is, through his re- his rebellion, that's when they decided that the black man and black woman should never be literate. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Yeah, and we should, jealousy, and we should always, you feel me, be in a position where, like we, like you see today, where you see black boys graduating from the third grade and they can't read. Yeah. You feel me? Just I'm, I'm not gonna say just, but you know, kids mm-hmm. from high school, you know, graduating can't read. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we you talked about this last episode. You feel me? We did. Yeah, we definitely right. did. It's a reason though. That's what I'm trying to say. This all goes back. Mm-hmm. You feel me? This is a, it's like you said. Everything is an agenda, but yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, I wanted to go back to what Nevea said. This is accountability aspect. Yeah. If we're not in our generation, if we're not promoting reading books and we're not promoting. You feel me? Like actually educating ourselves and all the information's out there. It's on YouTube. Yeah. Everything you want to know is on YouTube. You feel me? So. But instead, the kids are doing TikTok. Yeah. No doubt. She, but see, not looking up the right stuff. Then put the information where where they at. I feel like yeah, flood TikTok. I flood TikTok with information. That's a whole other thing too. TikTok is a good resource. I love TikTok. I've learned a lot of things. It's better than Google sometimes. Well, there was like some study. Yeah, there was a study that came out that said like Google isn't even the top search engine anymore, which I believe that because. I used to be able to Google anything, mm-hmm. and now I be having some questions that I send to Google, and nothing will pop up. <laughs> well, nothing good, but you know. It don't be what you're looking for. Yeah, I be happy to go, you know, on, on Reddit. With that being said, y'all, we finna wrap it up. Just remember, true, true. We need, we gotta invest in ourselves. We gotta be accountable if, in order to move forward, and we have to actually make an effort to actually understand the problem to understand the solution so we all can move forward as a community as a society and as a people man um but um we're about to go into our our shout outs um so i'm gonna let nevaeh go first and then chris go first and then the rest of us will go shout out to dc merlin virginia and the famu dmv club um big press and you know all my people 
that's it. That's it. Most Def, I'll go next. Shout out to BBLB, Big Brother, Little Brother, Mental Health Program. Tree, tree, tree. Um, as well as my um, nonprofit, Helping Black Communities Unite Incorporated. Again, we're in our second year of operation. Tap in HBCU Inc. on Instagram, hbcuinc.org. For sure, for sure. Y'all make sure y'all tap in, man. Um, shout out to God, family, friends, loved ones, all the motion movers who tapped in, man. Um, yeah, that's all I got to say. Okay, well, I'd like to give a shout out to my homegirl, um, Zakaya from middle school. She drove all the way from our hometown to come to the homecoming with me, and she really brightened my weekend. So, shout out to you. Um, shout out to my parents. Shout out to God. Shout out to all my beloved friends. And just shout out to FAMU for being FAMU. Thank you so much for giving, for giving me everything that I have at this point in my life. And that's it for me. I'll say shout out to God. Shout out to my family. Shout out to all the party promotion groups that got me into these clubs for free. Shout out to Winner Circle Team. This uh, past week, because a girl did not have no money to pay $40, $60 to get in. Um, shout out to my friend, my best friend, Davion, who came down from Texas. Yes. Um, he had to catch a flight That's a to trip. Carolina, Houston. It was, long, it was a long way to get in here. So shout out to him for really sticking it here and making it here with me. Shout out to the Texas Club, the best club. Um, we did our first fundraiser and we raised almost two thousand dollars. So dang, okay. Yeah, shout out to money. <laughs> shout out to money. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna give a you know quick little shout out to all the motion movers out there. Appreciate everything that y'all do. Thank you for listening. Um, shout out to the cast members. Um, shout out to everybody that came to Tallahassee for homecoming, man. Um, hopefully next year. We can have a little bit more structure. Um, hopefully, I'll have a little bit <laughs> well, more I won't fun. Be, I'll, I'll be here for that <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Shout out to the fam back at home. Miss y'all. Love y'all. Shout out to God. Yeah. Um, I want to shout out um, the crew. Shout out the motion movers. Um, shout out everybody. Because I just hope, well... I don't know, because I was going to say nobody ain't get sick yet, so. <laughs> no. We're just going to hope that no one gets sick. Yeah, not going to work. But, uh. Oh. I thought somebody you was knocking for real. You knocked The way out. I looked at the I door, I'm like, yeah. no way. No way they knocking, bro. But, yeah, um. Yeah, that's it. Shout out to Kim Kardashian. What? What? We're not doing that. We're not. <laughs> no, yeah, shout out to Kim Kardashian. Y'all better hope no, I edit this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I better <laughs> hope I edit this. I'm editing it and I'm leaving it in because shout out to her because she's really deep in her bag. Nah, for she I just agree did a with you. Partnership with NBA. Yeah, that's major. What? That's, that's major. Yeah, I'm not here for it. Anyways, <laughs> I don't care. All right, we go. We go get to that. I guess the next episode soon. But go ahead, come here. I'm writing an article. That's about my it. shout out. Shout out to Kim. Oh, I'll read your article. Yeah, read it, because she did her thing. I'll support the article, Sue, if that's it, man, uh, we appreciate y'all for tapping in. Power is the word of the episode. Remember, say that word so y'all can get featured on our uh, podcast. No. (laughs) But appreciate y'all for tuning in to another episode of Millennials in Motion. Till till next episode, man. You know what?